0: Welcome to the Spark Report, John W. Davis and Pavi What's going on, Pav? How you feeling? What's up, man? How you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been enjoying watching the LA Sparks over the past three weeks or so. Yeah, Eight out of the fans, last nine, man. seven straight wins. It's fun to watch a winning team. I agree. Yeah, if you're a if you're a Sparks fan, you're pretty happy right now. You have you don't, to be. You don't really uh walk away from the TV angry too many days. Um, no, recently, no. You have to be happy about it. Again, you're watching the Spark Report. John W. Davis and Pavi here, and you have to be happy about what the Sparks have done because the Sparks have beat the teams they're supposed to beat. That's I what I talked to Derek Fisher about before the Dream Game. You know, I talked about you know, have you talked to the team about beating the teams you're supposed to beat? And his response was, you know, we have to win the games that we have a chance to win. So that's kind of how he flipped it back on me. And it was just a situation of, you know, if the Sparks are within striking distance, they are going to do whatever they can to get a win because these standings are too tight right now. And everybody knows you want to be a top two seed. Everybody knows you want to be on the opposite side of the bracket of the Seattle Storm. Shut the opposite side of the bracket in Seattle. I mean, I mean,
1: with the way Seattle been looking recently, you might not care if you went opposite side of the bracket with That's Seattle. just
0: two games, and let me tell you this, so some context on that. So apparently the Seattle Storms had almost played back-to-back games in like about 10 games. So it was like game, day off, game, day off, game, day off. Keep that going for like three weeks or so. So, i mean eventually it's gonna catch up with you
1: yeah i mean even even when i watched the game, they just looked like tired right. but more like mentally tired than even physically tired it was just like they just weren't all there especially in the vegas game i just get that they were all there
0: yeah but if somebody was to tell you the seattle storm were on a two-game winning streak and they were still in first place you're like yeah okay i mean if you're a storm fan you got to accept that, and you got to hope that they will have motivation the next time they play the Fever to take care of business, especially since the Fever was talking crap, talking about, <laughs> oh, they didn't play Sue Bird against it us. Said- we, want, we want all that smoke. It said that Sue Bird was ducking the Fever smoke. I'm like, all right, man. All right. <laughs> Maybe when Tamika Catches was there, she might have been ducking them screens. But all right, man. Not, not, is Tamika Catches playing? She's is not she playing. Out, is she out there setting them screens? She is She's not playing. Is she out there setting them NECA screens? No. Did you um, see that one? Which which one? Oh no, Katie Lou. Uh, Necker set a screen on Katie Lou. She sent Katie Lou back to Yukon. She sent Katie Lou back to Yukon. I mean, she hey. She sent Katie, Katie Lou back to Yukon. Somebody
1: should have called it out.
0: Your teammates yeah, supposed to call out, out, out those out screens for you. And it was, and it was nothing extra. It wasn't like a hip out or a chest out or anything. like. It, it was just teammates was just, supposed to call out those yeah. screens. Teammates to call him out. Your teammate don't call him out.
1: That's what you get mad at, your teammates. Let me right. know.
0: Right. All right, so let me give you the rundown of what we want to talk about on the Spark Report today. So, obviously, eight twenty four is Kobe Bryant day. He wore eight early in the career, wore 24 at the end. Happy birthday to him from yesterday on eight twenty three. But Kobe Bryant had a huge impact on the WNBA. We want to talk about that. We want to talk about Candace Parker, who just won. Player of the Week in the Western Conference. It was her first one this season. She is a candidate for DPOY and MVP. And I got some little acronyms that I like to use with those. We want to talk about Sydney Weiss, possibly joining an Elena Deladon club. We want to talk about the winning streak, the power rankings, and and all of that. And at the end, stick around. You can get uh, our predictions on how they're going to do over the next three games. Um, I do want to say... On the record, y'all can go back to the last three episodes. I got all the last nine games right. I mean, you used picked them to win every game, but like fair. No, no, I picked them to lose against the Aces. Okay,
1: you're right. I think you did pick them to lose against Aces. So I got
0: all the last nine games right. You're right. You picked them to lose against the Aces. But I will say this. On the record, I don't answer daily fantasy questions. That's not my job. If you want to read my tweets and glean what you want to glean from it, yeah. But if you're a daily fantasy player, don't tweet me asking me, Oh, is so and so gonna play? I'm not giving out free tips. I'm not giving out free tips. Do people tweet you about stuff like that? Um, not really. Nah, yeah, no. nah, not really. People don't even really tweet me about like fantasy things, but then not it's like a little pet peeve of mine. Like, I click on somebody's profile and they're like, daily fantasy player, blah blah blah, and it's like I feel like they try to get like inside information from me when all my tweets are public. Just read what I tweet.
1: Yeah. Nobody ever really. Nah. In NBA or W nobody really asked me for like fantasy
0: information for the most part. Just read what I tweet. If, if you're into that, just read what I tweet, but all right. So Kobe Bryant, WNBA, Kobe had a lot of mentees in the WNBA. If you Mm -hmm. go down the Sparks roster, obviously Candace Parker, Chelsea Gray are two of the most prominent on there. Neka Agumike as well. So there's like those three, the big three, all had an impact with him. You go across the league, you're talking about players, obviously, Sabrina Ionescu, who has been spending time with the Bryant family recently. Then you have players like Jewel Lloyd and just a lot of players. Shanae Agumake, a lot of players were impacted by Kobe Bryant. And so when you talk about Kobe in the WNBA, I mean even the Sparks coach, Derek Fisher. Yeah. Won all 5 of the rings. As many rings as Kobe has, Derek Fisher has. He was there every step of the way with all of those championships. Actually started before Kobe. People don't realize that. Derek Fisher? Yeah, he actually started first. Oh, you
1: mean the season where they both were rookies. Yeah, like he actually was the first one to break the starting lineup it was Derek
0: Fisher. Okay. Derek well fisher he was older i mean lineup. he was a, he was a grown
1: man i think it might be like the second year though i think he would have like the second year whatever but like regardless Derek fisher was actually the first one to like break the starting lineup and start making an impact because remember kobe was the um six man
0: mm-hmm. and it was tough to listen to for me personally it was tough to listen to Derek fisher kind of talk about kobe bryant because especially pre-game and i didn't want to ask him a question about kobe bryant pre-game because i can only imagine the headspace you're in, you know, when you're going to see all of these, the tributes that they were doing to Kobe, the 24 seconds of silence, eight Jersey on one side, the 24 on the other side. And like, this is a person who I'm sure you would normally text on their birthday. Yeah. Especially you would remember that their birthday is 823 when the Jersey numbers is 824. It's all, you know, just so much synergy between that. And so, you know, and the person who Kobe Bryant... Said all time was probably his favorite teammate. Yeah. So you know when he said, you know, you know, I'm managing my emotions and it's okay to laugh and cry about it. I believe him. I mean, Derek Fisher doesn't have to say something like that. He yeah, I mean,
1: nah, I mean, that's his. I mean, that's his homie, man. Like you know, they played Catwood at least 13 years together. At yeah. least probably 13 years together. Maybe. Yes. Um. I mean, anytime you spend 13 years with anybody. You you can only imagine the conversation you have, you know, the workouts that you have, the things that you do behind closed doors that, you know, people don't see. I mean, you know, I mean, you even saw, you know, pal, you know, hanging out with Kobe's, you know, family, Mm -hmm. you know, he sent, you know, his wife, uh, the same candy that, you know, Kobe would send his wife. Um, and you know, you never really know the relationship that these people have. And again, like that's his home. Like they've won championships together. They probably spent more time around each other in those, you know, 11, 12 years and what they probably even did with their own families. Exactly.
0: You know, that's something that Derek Fisher said. Derek Fisher basically said that's the only thing he missed about playing were the relationships. And who were one of the people he had the greatest relationship with? Kobe Bryant. So, I mean, you said it. Yeah. You said it. Uh, another player like Chenea Gumake has been on the record several times, you know, telling you and I that Kobe Bryant was their greatest advocate. You know, they have done reports now where the commissioner of the WNBA, Kathy Engelbert, is talking about how Kobe Bryant wanted to talk to her instead of talk to Adam Silver. Like he wanted to talk about women's basketball more than the NBA. You never saw Kobe Bryant analyzing the NBA. Never. You did. He would do the detailed show like you did. You did see him NBA, the NBA. Okay. But, but... Now, that's a private show. That's on ESPN+. Everybody doesn't have access to that. I mean, yes, but
1: you did see him. Okay, but, you did see it. But,
0: but, but, but I to, to me, more publicly, I felt like he talked about women's basketball. But go ahead.
1: I mean, what I, what I feel with Kobe, Kobe just loved the game of basketball. Like no matter how it came, no matter who it came from, I feel like Kobe just genuinely loved the game of basketball. If you genuinely love the game of basketball, you can't just like separate and take women out the equation. Like no, nah, they played great basketball. Um, and like I said, I just I I, I just think above all else, Kobe was an ambassador for basketball. But with being an ambassador for basketball, you can't leave women out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they play the game as well. So I feel like anybody that Kobe respected, man or woman, could, you know, go to his Mamba Academy, you know, work out with him, call him up, ask for advice. Because, again, Kobe just wants to see the game as a whole grow and continue to grow and just leave a legacy amongst, you know, all players, all players. Um, And you can't leave women out of that. Like, if you – you know, you you say you want to see the game grow, but you you know only respect the NBA and like only respect men's basketball. Then you're not really being true to what you're saying because they aren't the only people who play the game. You know, if you if you if you say you want to see the game grow, but you only watch the NBA and you don't you know watch kids basketball like Kobe. We Kobe's working with the next generation of kids. You know, like obviously his daughters won basketball, but it was more people on the team than just his daughters. You know that he was um, imparting wisdom up um, on and. Again, I just think that Kobe really, really loved, breathed, slept, ate the game of basketball. I think that's what he loved to do. And that's where his passion was one of where his passions were were, because I feel like he had many passions. Um I think that's the worst part that the part that sucks most about you know him not being here is that I think a lot of people will remember him as a basketball player. And I feel like what he was gonna do in the second half of his life was gonna be way bigger than what, what he was gonna do on a basketball court. I mean, he had already won what an Emmy after being out of the league for what, four years, you know what I'm saying? You can only imagine what he would have done if he'd have got 40 more years, you know, to depart his wisdom up on the world. Um, but, yeah, I just think Kobe just loved and respected basketball as a whole, and women's basketball is a part of that.
0: And I would add to that that I feel like Kobe Bryant was a purist. Yeah. And if you are a purist about what you're a purist about, and let's just speak specifically about basketball, you have to appreciate the thought process and the iq that goes into the w you have to appreciate it because it's not yes athleticism can take you very far in the WNBA, but it's not all about that it's not all about who's just going to jump the highest and leave it at that
1: actually i say all the time if you really want to learn about the game of basketball you should probably watch the women's game over the men's game um i think the women's game is a little bit it's a little bit more slowed down. Like you said, you're not seeing people out there with 45-inch verticals, you know what I'm saying, who, like, the fundamentals don't really matter. If you got a 4'3", it can jump 45 inches in the air. Some things you're going to be able to do because you're just a special human. You know, in WNBA, obviously, you have athletes, and some players are more athletic than others. But, like, for the most part, the athleticism is a little bit more leveled out. So, with that, it comes a lot more scheming, a lot more thought process. People actually run sets, they run real schemes. You know, defense really, really matters. Far as the defensive schemes you run really matters. And when somebody is messing up, you know, even if it's, it's, I think, I I, I think the fundamentals show. Remember last year when the Sparks got out rebounded by like 26, they literally forgot the fundamentals of basketball. Mm -hmm. Fundamental boxing out. So, I think that, you know, if you're a basketball appearance, I say all the time, like the WNBA is some of the most pure basketball like i i think people get highlights in basketball mixed up so you talk about you know dunking and talk about you know cool super cool crossovers that's not basketball those are highlights those are what looks good on compilations if you want to talk about actually you talking about screen setting you talking about entry passes you talk about you know setting um um how to come off a screen you are talking about defense you are talking about communication you you talking about things like this actually one of the things that shocked me is in the w you know even um I mean, it could be because of the crowd noise, but honestly, even before they had the fake crowd noise in the NBA, I didn't really Mm -hmm. hear that many people talking on defense. In the W, you can, you, it's screaming all, the whole game is them talking, saying something. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I think the fundamentals are definitely more prevalent within um, the WNBA. And again, if you're a basketball purist and you claim you love basketball, you would 1,000% appreciate it.
0: No, you're right, you're right, you're right. Another basketball purist, Diana Tarazi. She literally wore – she changed her jersey number on Sunday. She yeah. wore eight, and it hey. said Brian on right. the bat. Nothing else. So, yeah. like, that's the ultimate compliment, and then she goes out and helps her team win the game when they're playing without Brittany Griner. Which so. is
1: the bigger compliment from what we know about Kobe Bryant. Like, you mean, you even heard Candace. She was like, yo, right. don't just do it today. Like, yeah. do it yeah, every now- day.
0: Yeah, that was, that was her answer to me. I'm looking at my notes right now, and she was just saying, like, you know, we want to honor him in action and do it every day, yeah, not just today.
1: You know, you do it on my birthday. Do it every day. If, if, if you want to honor me, go out there and work hard, play hard, and try to get better every single day, not just today. But speaking of Candace
0: Parker, can we talk about year 13, Candace Parker inside the Wubble?
1: Yes, and, wow! before we do, I think the best quote that we got from her throughout this whole, like, win streak uh, was after the Dream game. So I watched the Dream game, and even though they won, I was not really happy with the way they won the game. Um, She wasn't either. I didn't think that they actually won the game. I just thought that, like, the Dream just – I don't know what they were doing. Like, even when they let Candace just walk to the rim at the end of the game, like, what are you – all those turnovers that they had in the fourth – like yeah, they won the game
0: and scored, but I didn't think they actually won the game. Oh, did you see my tweet? What? What did you say? So tell me, say what you just said. So you said, Candace Parker, you didn't like how Candace Parker was able to get to the. She just like walked to the rim. Like yo, what are you doing? Right. Like you know, the right. game is about to be over with. So, 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 Glory Johnson was Gardner, right? So somebody said, oh, what was Glory Johnson doing when Candace Parker just walked to the, to the lane and got to the rim? You don't want to know what my Boy, answer bro, something like that. Nah, I said she volunteered.
1: Oh, sorry, she volunteered. <laughs> but nah, yeah, like you
0: get it, you get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. What yeah, school but she nah, go to? Tennessee. Tennessee. But yeah. nah,
1: like I they, <laughs> But the thing that I liked that she said was like the best quote. Um, she said, "In my you know 13 years in the um, league, the two times mm-hmm. that we won championships, I think you don't have to lose to realize that you need to do something better." And I think that that was probably, like, the because, you know, me, I always say, you know what, well, you know, a loss can be a teaching moment. But if you can understand when you win that, yo, we still have a lot of things we can get better at. And even though we won, we're not satisfied with that, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's huge. And I think that that bodes well for them for the um, future. And that's probably the best quote that I've heard her say all season because I think that after that game, it was pivotal. Like, literally, the only bright spot I can say about that game was Candace Parker hoop. I have nothing else positive to say about <laughs> they won. They didn't lose. They, but I have nothing else positive to say outside of Candace Parker Hoop. That's even the only part. Even
0: say. if you don't think the Sparks didn't win that game, they didn't lose it. They didn't they the, mean the win-loss column is going to say a win. They did yes. not get a loss in that game. Yes. And so they can move on from it. And then honestly, they get to play the dream again pretty soon. And then they can clarify that statement that, like, yes, we are really better than the dream. But honestly. It doesn't matter. The Dream will not be playing them in the playoffs. This is what I said last year when the Dallas Wings kind of had their number. It doesn't matter. They're not playing them in the playoffs. Now, it matters now because of the WNBA standings. First through fifth is a game and a half, and they're trying to get a top two seed. That matters. But individual matchups against teams down at the bottom doesn't really matter in the long run. It only matters in the win-loss column. The matchups don't matter, but I think
1: the film does. You know, I think the other teams can take this film and look at it and think, okay, well, maybe we can replicate some of this. Even though we don't have the exact same players, maybe maybe we can replicate some of what they did. So I think the film as yeah, the, the game the, doesn't matter. The, but I think the, the, film,
0: film the film matters, but the Sparks are not going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. But if you talk about Candace Parker, so you talked about that quote after the Dream game, and she followed that up after the Wings game. And she said that, you know, in her 13th year, she told me that, you know, our team would not have won a game like this in the first 12 years I was here.
1: The last two games, actually.
0: Yeah, the last two games. That's what she was saying. They wouldn't have won the last two games in the first 12 years I was here. And she called this team special. And she doesn't have to say things like that because how often has Candace Parker, when they say, when somebody inevitably asks a question about how the Sparks came back, how often or flip the switch? How often does she say, Well, why do we have to flip the switch? Uh, you know, she's giving every, real answers. She's every not game. Volu- she's not volunteering praise. Every game. She always says, Yo, why do we have to? And I to agree with her. Like, I like why is it that oh she's right. You're asking you're asking for them to play a perfect game of 40 minutes. I don't think a perfect game of 40 minutes is realistic, but I do think that they can play 30 to 35. I mean, I I
1: don't I mean, I'm not saying you pay a full perfect, but I don't think you need to
0: take a whole like have a lapse for a whole quarter, which
1: sometimes I see
0: them do. No, no, there should be in any quarter. Some quarters, there should be a perfect 10 minutes in any quarter. Other than that, there should be no more than two and a half to three minutes of a lapse. And if that happens, then that will get them to above 30 minutes of stifling defense. And they are going to be hard to beat. They essentially have two main coaches in the wobble right now. They have Derek Fisher, obviously, he's the head coach, he's a leader, and then he has tasked the assistant coach, Latricia Trammell, with defense. Like she literally will run film on defense. And you can tell Derek, Derek Fisher is like might not even be in the picture when she's teaching defense right there. And doing? no, I'm no, I'm serious. Like he's no, no. there, but I'm saying he's not he's not interjecting when she's saying yeah, we yeah, should yeah. be doing this, we should be doing that. He is entrusting her to lead that defense. And obviously Derek Fisher built his NBA career on defense as well. He built it on shooting but he also Randy built Donald. it on yeah he built it on defense too. There's no way that Derek Fisher is going to play what did he put 18 years in the NBA? It was a while. It was yeah. it was a while. There's no way a he's yeah, there's no way he's gonna play those years. There's no way he makes it back to the Lakers if he isn't playing defense. Yeah. Once he left, he could have been gone. There's no way he comes back if he's not a defensive-minded person. Yeah. Um, but Candace Parker, I have to talk about her. So Candace Parker, player of the week in the Western Conference, she finally got it. I thought that she was the second best player. Uh, That one week when Asia got it, but then they had to give it to Mm. VanderSloot. Shout out to VanderSloot. She got it again. VanderSloot is clearly by far the best player in the Eastern Conference this year without a question because pretty much all of the playoff teams are from the West. Mm. If you go down the standings, there's what just so the Chicago Sky are technically from the East. And, and, the sun, the sun and the sun, yeah, sun and the fever. So five of the eight teams are from the West. And honestly, the wings could jump the fever at any time. So Vandersloot of the top five teams, Vandersloot is the only team in the East. And so she's gonna keep getting that. She's gonna keep getting that every single week until Dewana Bonner or Alyssa Thomas does something spectacular. So shout out to VanderSloot, but Candace Parker, she finally got her first defensive player of the week. And, you know, from the beginning of the Spark Report this season, I said that Candace Parker was a sleeper for MVP, that she could be an MVP candidate if things worked out right for her. And they have, because she's been so consistent. She's been so locked in. She has her her villa, or not villa, her Lodge, her apartment is essentially a training room. She has every single thing you can think of to recover in that room. She even bought her own mattress so she could sleep better. I mean she's got the leg recovery How you get a mattress,
1: mattress. Down. she
0: ordered it. she ordered it on Amazon or okay. wherever you order a mattress you get a mattress down. That's what I'm saying. She literally bought her own mattress to sleep better because she's like, Oh, my mattress at home is way better than this. I'm not feeling it. you oh, know, I'm just gonna buy a mattress now. Somebody who is willing to buy a mattress for two and a half months, that's dedication. You know she's not taking that mattress home. I mean, <laughs> hey, two. Hey, if look,
1: I got to sleep somewhere for two and a half Cand- months, Cand- I might Cand- want to
0: buy a mattress too. I feel you, but Candice Parker, <laughs> Parker, look, Candace Parker hit me up. I can show you how to sell that mattress on Facebook Marketplace and offer up and let go when you're ready to be done with it. I can tell you how to have, to have a
1: marketplace. Right.
0: I can tell you how to flip that mattress so you get your little get some of your little money. But if you sign it, you know, you might get like some super fan that wanna buy your mattress or something like that. But anyway, so Candace Parker, player of the week. She definitely deserved that. Candace Parker, for you and I, she is, would you say that she's your leading candidate for defensive player of the year right now?
1: I would. Um I haven't. I know the Sparks were at first. If I'm not mistaken, second in defensive ring. They might be first now, honestly, with, uh, with the um, week um, that uh, Seattle had. And she's been the best defensive player on the best or the second best defensive team all year. And um, I think I just think she anchors this defense a lot. Um, if I if I if I had to give out rankings, I'll probably say maybe you know Candice one, then Brianna Stewart and Alyssa Thomas can battle it out for two and three. But I definitely think Candace is number one right now.
0: And if you invert that with Brianna Stewart still being number one for MVP, voters are not gonna feel the need to give her both awards. I mean they could, but I just think that they're not gonna feel the need to give her both awards. If anybody needs to win both awards, it's actually Candace Parker. They could, but 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 the thing
1: about Brianna that you know hurting her is even though she hasn't been having the best season at all, but she does have the former defensive player of the year with a rainy defensive player of the year playing right next to her. So Mm -hmm. when you just look at that, people, you know, who may not follow it as closely, it's just like, oh, well, how can she be with the, oh, no, I'm giving it to Candace. Because Candace doesn't have the luxury of playing with a defensive. I don't think they have have a defensive player of the year on the um, team right now.
0: No, because as much as we've talked about NECA, NECA has never yeah, she, yeah,
1: won it. Won an award. So that yeah, no. she she just she, she she doesn't have the luxury of playing with somebody who was named the best defensive player. She used to B. Uh, she beers. used to, but used to ain't now. So <laughs> she so she hasn't had the luxury of this year of playing with somebody who's been named the best defensive player in America for women's yeah. basketball. Now, um so I, I will
0: say if Brittany Sykes was starting from day one. She might be able to make a case for it herself, too.
1: She make a case, but I think it's harder for guards. Because you know is. it's a stat yeah, but, award. And...
0: But, but for a couple years, back-to-back was Elena Beard. Yeah, but so how many steals
1: was she averaging when she was I, doing that?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I'm saying you can create a narrative around a guard. If Elena Beard can win it back-to-back, then if you talk it up and you talk about it the right way, you can create that narrative. But so DPOY, I've changed it. It now stands for Defensive Parker of the Year because yeah, she Parker. is killing it. MVP stands for Most Valuable Parker. Like, I'm giving her all of these right now. If you were on the Sparks, there's no way you're not saying that she's not the MVP and she's not the DPOY of the Sparks.
1: I mean, of course, because you have seeing the uh, work that she's putting in. Um, right.
0: And Nightly. Yeah, and we've talked about how the MVP will most likely come from a top three team. Possibly even top two. Where are the sparks right now? Right now, because I top don't three. see, I don't see how Vandersloot is going to get MVP. Vandersloot has great stats, and she can make a great case for a Steve Nash style MVP if they were the first or second best team. But it's going to take a lot for the sky to make it to that. If the sky went out, Sure, give it to Courtney VanderSloot.
1: I mean, the way but, that they could is somebody could argue, you know, Diamond, who was coming, you know, you 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 like missing one of your all stars. Yes. Um, they basically had a round. It's like let's say you know everybody finishes and like let's say it stays the way it is. They are it 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 is right now, yes. and this guy like one win away from like you know the Sparks and a uh, two wins away from the Storm. You can make a case, but I think you that's can still make
0: a, she deserves. You a can vote. make a case. She'll but get some votes. But that's why she can make all WNBA first team. She'll just get some throw, votes, though. Some just people. Her, just just name her the best point guard in the league, which she's playing like, and just put her on all WNBA. You don't have to win MVP. She will get some votes, though. If yeah. they do that, she will get some MVP
1: votes. Now, wish she win it, I don't know. That depends on what the writers feel about her. But she will get some votes. If they keep playing basketball the way they're playing, she also has a story behind her that you could, you know, give some votes
0: to. MVP is a 4 Person conversation right now. Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, Candace Parker, and Courtney Vandersloot. I don't see any way anybody else slips into that conversation. I don't care if Enrique scores 30 points every game for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, they're not winning. Now that can
0: that can help her get on the all-WNBA team. But no. And that's the same reason why Dewana Bonner was never. I don't care what she did the beginning of the season. She was never above Candace Parker on my MVP list because look yeah, at it now. They weren't winning enough. Right. Look at it now. I thought DeWanna Bonner would keep scoring. You told me that she would drop down. You were right. I'll give you total props on that. And so she's out. DeWanna Bonner, there's a possibility that DeJuanne Bonner might not even make first team. She's a guard, right? No,
1: forward, right? She's uh, a forward. Yeah, she probably yeah, might not. Yeah, might not. Now, she might
0: make second team. She might make not second now. team. Now and Candace Parker has been listed as a forward center this year. So Candace Parker is the perfect candidate yeah, to have yeah. Parker, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Courtney oh, yeah. Vandersloot, and Van then Sloot. pick a guard. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: I guess you could go Arike if you want to yeah. reward this year, her. if you want to reward her for her scoring. You could go her on all WNBA. But then Candace Parker She's made a couple second teams on defense before in her career. She's never made a first team on defense. I don't see a way. Candace Parker could play like two or three more games this season, and she should still make first team all defense. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Like, I again, like I I I think she's been
1: the best defensive player on the team all year. Um, I I I think that she again she's been the anchor for the defense. Like I'll go back to what Simone said. Simone said that you know, she knew coming into the season that people were gonna disrespect her and put her in the screen in And she knew if this team was gonna be successful again. I think that the Sparks have to make one thing I've realized just from just you know really really watching basketball this year is that like you can get a lot of the, you you can get away with a lot of things offensively if you can just get stops. You don't have to have the greatest offense if you can get stops and stop somebody else, you can get away with a lot of things. You can actually win most games that way by just as simple as just getting stops, and you can also create offense through your defense. So um, I think that Candace recognizes that, yo, if we want to be the team that we say we want to be, we have to defend somebody. If they're going to put me in the pick and roll, well, that means I really got to step up and anchor this team defensively. And if you see Candace Parker working the way she's working defensively at, you know, her status, at her age, how many years she's played in the league, then there's also no excuse for, you know, uh, Brittany Sykes. There's no excuse for Taya Cooper. There's no excuse for Sydney Weese There's no excuse right. for anybody else to at least work. Now you know you're not gonna be perfect every time. You're not gonna be always in position. But I gotta. But, but when I cut the film, on, I I gotta see you out there hustling mm-hmm. because I see my my two-time MVP. You know my right. leader, my star, my Hall of Famer out there hustling baseline to baseline. Right. You see my second oldest player on the team on the team out there hustling baseline to baseline. So if I see you not moving, it's an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's a question though. So as great as Candace Parker has been this year. Up until this last game, when she was able to kind of help take over and come back, or the last two games, it seems like Chelsea Gray has had to take a backseat. Is there a way for Chelsea Gray to get back to being an all-WNBA-level player and Candace Parker to still be at this MVP level slash defensive player of the year level? Is there I a think- way for both of those players to coexist? And- and then I'll even throw in the, the caveat of is there a way for all three of them to be all WNBA level players first and second team between um, Chelsea, NECA, and Candace um,
1: this season? I, this season, I don't know about this season, but also I think the thing that's, that's, that's really been holding Chelsea back as I look, last year she was at 38% from three. This year she's at 20%. Mm. And I think that her shooting is the thing that's really been holding her back and she just hasn't been shooting the ball well. Like so it's like offensively, if she's not getting to the paint, if you're not if you if you're not gonna put her, you know, closer to and also she's a point guard. So guards have guards have to be able to get you at least like 30. If your guard shooting 20 percent. That's mucking up your offense anyway because, like, right. now they really can go underneath every screen and don't really have to guard you. And now we have to put you in, in the, like, floor space of, like, a four or something like that. So I think the thing that's really been holding Chelsea back this season, just her jump shot, if she was shooting better, her whole entire year would look better. But she hasn't been shooting the ball well for whatever reason. She's shooting 20% from three and 40% from the field. Now, she was at 41% last year, but she was at 38% from three. Right. Now she is shooting one hundred percent from the free throw line, which is insane, yeah, wild. But also, I don't think she's even going to the line that much because no, she ain't really no. shooting the ball that well. No, so she's not. there you go.
0: Yeah, hopefully Chelsea Gray can continue this upward trend. I think she's found some success against the Dream and against the Wings because she was taking yeah. it inside. Like Chelsea Gray is at her best inside and mid range, and then I think when she has that going. She's She's got the ball ball. going in. Then those threes start working. Plus, I also think that Chelsea Gray, she might be a better deep three-point shooter than right on the line of three-point shooting. Like, when Chelsea Gray is going to shoot a three, it doesn't matter where she is in relativity to the actual three-point line. She just needs to shoot. But it starts inside, like you said. It starts when she gets in the post and she's she's 5'11". She's essentially the biggest point guard in the whole league. Night after night, she's going to have matchups where she can take players in the post, especially because you may have, uh, you may want to put a, a more agile defender, or you may want to try to do something different against Chelsea Gray because you may need somebody else to try to guard, I don't know. Sydney Weese or Brittany Sykes or Candace Parker or whatever, or you may switch and then you end up with a matchup for Chelsea Gray. So Chelsea Gray, I think she has to just continue to take advantage of what she's given. I think that over the past two games she has found a rhythm, but it's been inside. And so if I was her, I would keep working with that. If and I they have her also own, have to I, help her out a little bit though. Uh, if uh, I have uh, an open uh, three, uh, I would take it, but. She has to kind of impose her will and get inside. Continue they also, doing that. They also have
1: to help her out a little bit with that as well. You know, like, yes, yeah, she has to impose her will, but sometimes they don't always put her in the best position to be able to impose her will. You know, they have her work out there like a guard, which, I mean, she's a guard, but it's like I've said it for years. I just think she should play in the post a little bit more. You know, now granted, you know, people get paid to coach. I'm not a coach. You know, what do I know? I'm sure there's reasons. I mean, they they won – What, nine straight games, eight straight games? This right now, seven. So whatever they're doing is working. straight games, eight out of the last nine. So whatever they're doing is working. Yeah, she could be playing better. And, you know, obviously, if they want to win a championship,
0: she will probably have to play a little bit better. But whatever they're doing right now is working. Because the thing about it right now, as of last week, when ESPN released their top 25 players in the WNBA bubble, Chelsea Gray wasn't even on that list. Right now, she's not even playing like a top 25 player in the league. Which is ridiculous because there were points last year when she was playing like a top five player in the league. Top twenty five is a little bit. I uh, I think she could be in the
1: top twenty five now. Right now, she be at a top. She, no, she, she, she should be, be. But
0: is she, she playing like top 25. Is she playing like a top twenty five player top right now? Top
1: Twenty five. I think she's probably top twenty five. Think she's probably top twenty five player. Top twenty
0: five. Yes, top twenty five. Would you want me to pull up the list and name some of these? Lower. Is she playing better than Bria Hartley? No. Bria Hartley was. Like nineteen on the list. Okay, is she playing? Is she, is she, play, is, she play. is she playing better than Kelsey Mitchell on the Fever? No, is Kelsey Mitchell like top five in scoring right now? Yeah, but she was like in the low twenties. Oh, so
1: well, then I guess she's not top
0: twenty five player. No, not right now. Is she playing better than Jewel Lloyd?
1: I mean, some nights nice Jewel Lloyd is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some uh, man, that, the gold, that's the a discussion. Now that is a discussion because some nights Jewel Lloyd, like now her footwork looks
0: incredible, but the
1: shot don't
0: always match the footwork. A lot of the times when I've seen the play, Jewel Lloyd is a continual work in progress, but I believe she is a top twenty player in this league. She's already been an All Star. She's on a great team, and. She gets a lot of looks. And nah, she has she, nah, she has incredible
1: foot no 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 she has incredible footwork like And as much
0: as you say sometimes the shot hasn't been looking right, sometimes it's been looking perfect. Sometimes it has been looking perfect. And also so,
1: Seattle has been winning like they were up and up and up up until this week so I'm not mad at it. So I mean, hey, maybe she isn't playing like it. But I mean, even still, when I when I when I watched her play, I definitely thought there was a clear the clear difference between her, you know, last year and her this year. Now, you know, obviously season started later maybe people weren't able to get in the same level of shape. Also, you know, like you said, Candace wasn't there last year. Well I mean she was, but like not to start the season. Then by the time she really got in the groove, year it was 13, kind of already
0: Chelsea's year 13 Candace Parker is significantly better than year 12 Candace Parker. Yeah. And it's then just, you know it's just that.
1: And then, like, by the time she got back, it was kind of like Chelsea's team. And also Chelsea knew every night, I'm going to be playing 35 minutes. The right. ball will be in my hand most of the game. I can kind of do whatever I want with it. You know, so there was a lot of it. She, she may be adjusting a lot, you know, from last season to this season.
0: And I still think that some of this is personal. I think some of this is her reverence for Candace Parker. I still believe that Chelsea Gray defers to Candace Parker because she loves Candace Parker. Because that is her person. That is her girl. Like, that is her L.A. spark. If Chelsea Gray had to pick one person on the L.A. sparks, she's picking Candace Parker. If Chelsea Gray is going two-on-two against anybody in the WNBA, she's picking Candace Parker. So, like, that is her partner in crime. So she still defers to her. Like, I think Chelsea Gray... In her heart of hearts, probably still believes that Candace Parker is a better player than her. So I think she
1: defers to her. I mean, I think that Candace, at least this year, has shown that she is. But also I think that's because of defense. Like if mm-hmm. Candace gonna defend and be the best defensive player in the league, especially at her position, right? She's better than a lot of people in the league. I,
0: I agree. In general. So, I agree. I agree. But last year, we saw times when Chelsea Gray was obviously the best player on the court. Most of the time, it was Neka Agumake. Every once in a while, it was Candace Parker. So they still have that ability for that to happen right now inside the wubble. I mean, they've only played 13 games, it's a 22 game season. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I talked about how, you know, Candace Parker had done so well the first third of the season. Maybe another player would step up for the second third and another player step up for the last third. It doesn't appear that's gonna happen. It appears it's going to be Candice Parker, but there's still room for NECA to do more because as great as NECA is playing this year, statistically, as efficiently, she's still she's missing easy shots that I've never seen miss a, that I've never seen NECA miss.
1: I mean, even I'm looking at see, but I just a that's adjustment for everybody. So I'm looking at her shot attempts like last year she was at twelve point seven. This year she's at seven point
0: eight. Mm-hmm um what is she shooting by in the field by she's the shooting sixty she percent from
1: the field and then from three she's shooting fifty percent but she's taking less than it, a three a game
0: is it 60 or is it fifty not what is it what is it's, it exactly
1: i mean this is this is basketball reference okay so it might be a game or two behind but it's sixty point six percent
0: okay all right well she's still and she's averaging
1: and she's averaging 12 point six points but her rebounding right. is down to like four point eight rebounds um yeah, her
0: stats are for the most part down across the board. But that's the thing. If I had to pick the second best of the big three, I'm still picking NECA this year. I agree. Compared to Chelsea Gray. I agree. Even with NECA sometimes seemingly seeming tired, and I know she, she missed a game and a half because of the hamstring and everything like that. And I know she's still dealing with things as a president. Yeah. For example, like it doesn't you know, stop just because you no, know it you're doesn't down stop. And, and For example, every week they participate in a social justice call and they talk to the family members of these women who they're saying their name. They talk to the family members of Sandra Bland in Houston, Texas. That's draining. They talk yeah, to like the those family to members yeah. of Michelle cousseau in Phoenix. That's exhausting. They already talked to the family members of Brianna Taylor. That's exhausting. That could take you out for a whole day or two just hearing that as a person.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then sure. you
0: got to go play basketball. Away from that your makes, family in a bubble. Right. That it, makes basketball seem insignificant.
1: Yeah, it's not the most ideal situation. I think that, you know, we all need to realize that these players are human beings, you know, and like, I me, mean, yeah, basketball is their job love to do it but there's also real life going on outside I and mean, we're still in the middle of a pandemic you know people may not hey. it may not be the story anymore but we still are in the middle of it there's a lot of stuff going on um and it's just like a lot to focus
0: on yeah it's definitely a lot to focus on but i want to talk about your girl you have sydney called Weiss. her the most improved player sydney waste yeah sydney you're right Weiss. i get yes yeah, Neca. If you don't know, I challenged NECA at the beginning of the season to shoot sixty percent from the field. She accepted my challenge and she's doing it right now. Like Fabi said, sixty point six. And I said that you know if she shoots like that, that makes the Sparks a championship team. And even the fact that she's shooting sixty percent and still missing some shots that she normally would make, like she can only get better, honestly. So, but Sydney Weiss, right now Sydney Weiss is aiming to join that famous. 50 40 90 club where you shoot 50 percent from the field 30 percent from or excuse me 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three-pointer and 90 percent from the free throw line Mm -hmm. except she's shooting 50 50 90 yeah but the reason why
1: yeah 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 but the reason why they're not going to include her in the clubs because usually they they do it like once like you've averaged a certain amount of points so it's like usually it's like over whatever, then they consider with the rest. But her level of efficiency for what she's giving you is incredible. I mean, the floor spacing that she provides, like when you look at the numbers, usually somebody shoot 50% from three. Well, I can't lead this lady. It's <laughs> like I physically, somebody has to stand next to her all game. So the floor right. space that she provides. Yeah, it's like the floor space that she provides every single night when you just look at her statistics, if anybody, you know, you, you scout a team and you look at that, that means I have to assign somebody to stand next to her all night. So what that's going to do for the rest of the team is just open up space on the court. And that's also why I think that – that's why I said I thought that she needs to start. I didn't think she would shoot like this. <laughs> I can't say that I thought this would happen. I I, I I I I thought that she would do, you know, other things that um people didn't do but even her being out there is shooting 50% is her doing things that other people ain't doing.
0: You know what's crazy? And you rarely see this in sports. She's technically shooting better from three-point percentage than from yeah, the field. Yeah, from the field. She's, but shooting 50, she's shooting 52.5 from three and 52.2 from the field.
1: And that's why that, is that? Because she misses a lot of transition layups. she get out yeah, on the break sometimes and miss, yeah, no, and miss right. a lot of layups. That's 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 that's, that's. she's probably actually right. more comfortable. Um, shooting threes
0: yeah she's been taking some tough layups too and yeah. maybe that's something that they have been talking to her about is like you know obviously sydney weeks knows how to make a layup like nobody is saying she can't make a layup but those really tough ones maybe that's an opportunity to think about something different or if you're going to take that you make sure you get the contact and you get fouled if you if she gets contact and gets fouled on those tough layups if she misses them, they don't even count against her field goal percentage.
1: The reason why I'm making this face because I'm looking at
0: the yeah, offensive.
1: Right? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, because,
0: go ahead because we have to talk about that because it's great as Sydney is playing Man, in her own 50-50-90 club. What is she has the worst class?
1: defensive rating on the
0: team. And that's why. It's at 101. Last, um, and that's why the last two games TRP came in for to close out and come back in that dream game. And Taya Cooper came out to come back and close out the Wings game.
1: Rashonda Gray has the best, but I'm not counting that because she's only literally played 48 minutes. Uh, Yo, shout
0: out to Gray Gray because I still think that there's going to be an opportunity for her to have a game or two where it's like, oh, yeah, she can ball. So Candid- we'll move on from that, though. Candace is at a
1: 91 defensive ring. But, yeah, like her her defense. I, so I, I, the
0: lower the better, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. lower the so better who has the the best is Rashonda, great, but we're at what is at what is 90. Rashonda's at 90. Okay. And then Candice is 91, Christina Nigway is 91. Uh Raquana is ninety-seven. Then basically mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. is kind of at 98. And then oh. and then the last three are uh Taya, Simone, and Sydney, being the worst.
0: Now I wouldn't have if you would have told me Christina Nigway's was that low, I wouldn't have guessed that. Because when i She's see a president. But yes, that's true. But when I see Christine Anigwe in the game, I am enamored with the way she plays on offense because when she gets the ball, she is probably gonna shoot it. And so I kind of focus on that: is that she kind of shoots a little too much sometimes? It's not in rhythm. Like she gets the ball, she's gonna do some move, some work, and like she's gonna get it up there. Because to me, it kind of feels like she's like I'm going to take my shots cuz I don't know how much I'm going to play. Yeah. And that's not the best uh, best version of herself. Now, could She'll could learn. she get could she get more playing time? Yes, she could because the last couple games, the Sparks have kind of been in lulls so they obviously they start with Candace Parker and Neca and then they've been taking Neca off the court and leaving Candace on there and then they take Candace off and they've been putting Enigwe in. Mm. And then they've been coming back with NECA and then Candice and then Christina Nigwe is basically done for the game because then they just go one or the other. But if Christina Nigwe could get to about 10 to 12 minutes, I think that that would help her out and help her be a little bit more comfortable. Neka Ogumike always talks about how, you know, as much of a sponge as Christina Nigwe is and how much they want her to play instinctually And they just want her to just play like that because that is the best version of herself. I think she does that amazingly on defense, but I also wanted to do that on offense too. And so, but playing instinctually doesn't mean you're playing one-on-one. It doesn't mean you get the ball and like, you're just going to try to figure out how to score. Cause I don't think you're at that level yet in the WNBA where you get the ball and like the team needs you to score because when she's on the court, she's on the court with at least Ted Cooper maybe Raquana Williams when she comes back, Simone Augustus. She's on the court with other people who may be more efficient scores. To, to, to be fair
1: to to be fair her, she, this is just her average. She averages two rebounds a game. She averages 1.3 defensive rebounds, but 0. 0.7 offensive rebounds. So a case could be made that a lot of her rebounds come on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, she gets the offensive rebounds, just I got to take it back up, I got to take it back up. I think maybe it might t- take time to learn, like, okay, you know what, you can't kick it out. You know, you can reset. She's still a young player. She still has, you know, growth. Um, but I do like the fact that she's aggressive. You know, you put her in the game. That's true. You know, like you. I mean, and, and then 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 I also like most of most mo- most of her shots are coming near the rim. So it's not like you have a chance for like long rebounds and runouts and things like that.
0: She's physical as well. Not only is she, she yeah. an aggressive player, she's a physical player, she, and she will use her body against you. exactly.
1: Yeah, like she's physical. You know, so right. I can live with that.
0: Okay. All right, well, I don't but really have anything else to Sydney, really say about that. Sydney, yeah, but Sydney we like love you,
1: to, but she has yeah. to improve
0: better defensively. Yeah. She has to do something about the defense because, yes, they will continue to most likely start her because you love the way she's spacing. You love the three-point shot. You want that in the lineup, especially when you're pairing her with Brittany Sykes, who now she's getting the threes down. But Brittany Sykes is a lower – traditionally, she's a lower 30% Three-point shooter. So you still want Sydney Weese in the lineup. But you know, if you're up by a lot, great. But when it's time to come back and lock down, it's not Sydney Weese yet. It can be, but it's not her yet. Like maybe maybe there needs to be more communication there because if you're isolating against Sydney Weese. And most of the time it's not like these players are just shooting like threes over her. They're not just like pulling up like dang little over Sydney Wee. Like they're getting to the rim against her. So that's still team defense. Yeah, because she's
1: you usually I feel like she's playing um usually at like a guard kind of like spot, maybe yeah, sort of. She's guarding guards. guards.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's guarding guards. Because they, they're putting Chelsea
1: on like oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the wings. Because Chelsea, I mean, she's not the she can she's not the greatest defender either but it's like i feel like britney has the foot speed but
0: i think chelsea gray is more of a presence because of her size
1: yes and she knows how to take charges which is the thing about like you with her you got to make sure that she don't stop and take a charge so i'll Mm -hmm. give you that for sure but i feel like britney has the foot speed to really be able to contend with guards i don't Mm -hmm. know if uh sydney has the lateral speed to be able to contend with some of the more quicker guards. A lot of WNBA teams really just play like two-point. Like they they just play two guards, really two-point guards, and then like two wings and then a center. So I feel like maybe she might be guarding out of position a little bit. But either way, she has to somehow be better defensively.
0: She has to be better. I'll be honest with you. When I saw the beginning defensive assignment, when they had Brittany Sykes on Enrique, and they had Sydney Weiss on Mabry, I thought they gave her – the easiest assignment on the court, and that's no disrespect to Marina Mabry, but the fact that Marina Mabry was on their team last year, they played against her in practice. This they ain't the felt, same lady. They they felt like they knew her. This ain't the same lady. But when I, I even d- cut on Dallas Wings game, like this, not the same
1: Marina that yeah. I saw last year. It's not the same. She, she like she in better shape. She mm-hmm. like she has more confidence. I, I I I think she feels more empowered. You know, I think last year it was like if I make a mistake, I'm gonna probably be on the bench. Now if I shoot a now if I shoot a shot and I miss it, they probably not gonna take me. I'm probably still gonna play
0: the next five minutes after that, you know, so I feel a little bit more free. Yeah, but the wings have the wings have a decision to start to make now long term because Marina Mabry makes Enrique Ogungbowa the most comfortable. It makes Enrique the best version of herself because they've now played together for five years. Okay, but you can argue that Ty Harris, when she first started the season on the wings, the way she was playing, she was looking like she might, was going to slide in there and be rookie of the year. So Mm. you you could argue that Ty Harris is a better point guard. So I don't know how they do that. Because, I mean, you spent a high first round pick on Ty Harris. She's been good when she's been on the court. She had to step off for a little bit because of injury, but she's back now. And but then you see the chemistry between Mabry and Enrique, and they could play together for another six to eight years and be who is, fine.
1: Who is there? Uh, who is at their three spot right now? Is it uh,
0: Alicia Thornton? Gray? Just Gray. Alicia oh, Gray. Yes, yeah, she. And then Thornton was at the four.
1: Oh, they had Thornton at they had Thornton
0: at the four. They had Thornton at the four, and they actually started um, Astu Du at center, but they've been preferring to start Izzy Harrison at center. And then they played Soblely a lot at center as well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean,
1: they got a good problem to have.
0: You could, you could just play a three guard
1: lineup. I was say like, you just play. I just say like, you go out there and put put. I mean, put three guards out there and throw See, but, see but that's the
0: thing. You you do a three guard lineup, and then you're losing Alicia Gray, and Alicia Gray has arguably been their second best player, and her three point <laughs> shot is look good. They got some. They got some rotational things to work out because it's a good them, problem you for know them, man. you know Arike is gonna be there you know Satu Saboli is gonna be there and you know those two are most likely going to start you pretty much have to start Alicia Gray right now because she's playing so well so unless you're going to trade her or get rid of her which I don't think you should you have to use her because she is a definitely a top 50 player in the league right now and if you're a top 50 player in the league you're a starter you know but then Mabry's playing so well, but Ty Harris is so promising. I mean, can you put all them out on the court at the same time? I mean, I guess you could. It
1: depends I
0: on how much you care you about defense. I mean, if Simone Augustus can play the four, I guess Alicia Gray can too, but it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if that's the best. It depends on how much you care about defense. If you don't really care about,
1: if 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 you like yo, we want to go for offense, 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 mm-hmm. offense. Then you just play the three guards, put Alicia, and I think put Sadu at center, and we just going to outscore you and see what happens.
0: Well, the little and if we I need know,
1: defense, we put in Thornton and she guards somebody.
0: Yeah, the little I know about Brian Agler is he cares about defense because really? we saw we saw last year how they was just grinding games out on defense. So, like he cares about defense. They might not make the right choice every time, but he cares about defense. That's an old school coach. Well, so I don't so I mean they're going to have to make some decisions at some point, and somebody is going to have to go to make the team better. Like, you either got to decide that we're going to just ride this marina Rike train, or we're going to have to play three guards a lot and get rid of somebody else like i don't know what they're gonna do makes sense but, but Mar- marina has to play with enrique don't yeah. marina marina playing with anybody else is pointless on yeah. that roster maybe another team but on that roster pointless
1: but let's let's uh move on to um, some okay. of our predictions um okay. and uh get out of here because i got some things to do okay. um so uh but i, I will say i do
0: want to say this Raquana Williams is expected. They're expecting her. If everything works out, they're expecting her to come back sooner than later. So, Sparks yeah. fans, don't worry too much about that. I mean, when you have a left knee injury like that, a left knee sprain like that, you have to sit out for a game. It makes no sense to come back the next game in the middle of I a season like this. And right, you lost your mind. <laughs> right. I it makes no. Play. It makes no sense. I mean, if this was the playoffs, and it was game five. Card. If it was game five, I mean, she walked off. I think she could have, I think she could have played the next game if it was necessary. And Raquel a tough player, but she didn't need to play. Um, but okay, so predictions: the last three games, the next three games. There's Lynx, and then Sun, and then who was the last game? Dream. The dream. Well, I guess if I work my way backwards, Kennedy Carter will be back for the Dream, but the Sparks are not losing to the Dream. Because again, all the synergy that the dream are creating right now, as they play the sparks hard and then they just won their last game, they have to start all over again when Kenny Carter comes back. So they're not losing to the dream. The Sun, I think the sun are the toughest opponent for them because the Sun, they have three elite players they have three all-star level players, and those players will play basically the whole game, And they will keep coming. And Jasmine Thomas is finally starting to kind of drive and get a little bit more ISO and a little bit more offense to her game. I think that's the toughest game. I personally think they're going to beat the Lynx, especially if Sylvia Files doesn't play again. Now, Will they beat them by the same amount they beat them by last time? No. But I don't think you're going to lose to the Lynx without Files because I just don't think they have enough. So if you put all that together, you know what? Until they lose, I'm not going to say they lose. I'm going to say they win all three of these games. Again, winning streak to 10. Why not? If, I think you they, beat the, if you beat the Lynx, you can win the rest of those games.
1: I think they beat the Lynx, lose to the Sun, and probably come back and beat the Dream.
0: Okay. I can yeah. definitely see that happen. I, I, I can see how they lose to the Sun. But they're just, also, they're, just, they're just at a point where they're just winning games. They are just figuring out how to win games. And if a team lets up at all, the Sparks are winning games. No, nah,
1: they are. But that, that 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 would that would that would be my prediction. I'd say they beat the Lynx. Um, I think Sylvia not being, I mean, I don't know. I guess she's not playing. I think that hurts a lot. Um, um, Crystal Dangerfield was was doing a number on the Sparks last yes. time, but yes. I would assume that they would uh uh but now you can put Britney on, on it. Now you can put yeah, Britney like,
0: Try that again. Yeah, like I would. Knights. Yeah, like I would. Britney Sikes can hold Enrique to twenty. She can definitely make sure Crystal Dangerfield don't score twenty nine points.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would assume that would crack down on that a little bit. Then uh, Connecticut, I'm gonna go with the loss for Connecticut. And then the Dream, I think that they can take care of the Dream. Actually, probably easier than what they took care of her last. I mean, than what they took the, care of the Dream last time.
0: The Sparks have to lose. Well, I don't say they have to lose. The Sparks will most likely lose eventually. They have nine more games left. But I will say this. The way I look at the standings, my interpretation is that since the Sparks still have to play everybody that is above them and they all have the same amount of losses, the Sparks control their own destiny. If the Sparks won all their games, they would be 19-3 and and no other team would be 19-3 and and they would be in first place. So yeah. that's technically possible. Is it likely? I don't know what the probability of it is. It's probably pretty low, but it's possible. Yeah. So they control their own destiny. So as long as they take it game by game and they allow different people to step up, like the fact that TRP helps close out one game and then Taylor Cooper helps close out the next is good because we've seen Sydney Weiss help close out games early in the season too. So – like, they're creating different ways to win, and that's what you need. You can't win the same way every time. I agree. You can't win the same way every time. So, I'm saying another 3-0 and week for the Sparks. I'm saying 2-1. You're saying 2-1? and one? I think that's pretty good. Candice Parker, if I had a DPOY vote, you would be getting my DPOY vote. I cannot commit an MVP vote to Candice Parker right now, but if it keeps going the way it's going, I can see that, too. I can I see agree. that, too. But all right, so you can check me out on Windsider.com. That's where you can find my L.A. Sparks articles. You can also check me out on Twitter at John W. Davis, YouTube at John W. Davis, and Instagram at John W. Davis as well. Pabby, where can we find you? And are we expecting uh, volume two of I Just Feel Like Rapping this week? No,
1: that was Volume Two, technically. Okay, Volume out Three right now. Volume Three is technically, yeah. I got songs like I could put together for it, but like, I don't have plans to put it out right now. But um, uh, well, go check out. I just feel like rapping too. Uh, paverbs.com, p-a verbs.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at pavyworld, Instagram at pavyworld. Uh, follow hoops and brews. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, um, do all of that. And um, yeah. Until next time, it's been the Spark Report.
0: All right, y'all. Peace.